Hello, and uh, good morning, everyone. Um, I am actually doing this, uh, recording this in the morning instead of the night before, like usual. We uh, got back home late from Mass yesterday. We made the drive down to our nearest uh, Latin Mass, which is about a two-hour drive one way. So we got home a little late after doing some uh, um, shopping and stuff after Mass, so Decided to hop on this morning, um, and I was also just on the Our Lady of Victory morning show on the Meaning of Catholic, which airs live at 5 a.m. Central, so figured I'd have time between then and when I normally air this at 7 a.m., so so I'm doing it now. If I seem a little tired, it's because I was up at 5 a.m., So, but hopefully not too bad. Anyways, we are on day 23 of our readings from the School of Jesus Crucified here on Avoiding Babylon. Make sure you like this video or uh, audio um, on whatever you, platform you're listening to it on. We do air these on YouTube, Spiritus TV, uh, Rumble, and Odyssey, and then as well as all major podcast apps. So check us out and subscribe to us on all of those. And today, our meditation is on Jesus carrying the cross to uh, Calvary. So we're going to get going here. Day three of this series does have a practical method of meditation as well as some prayers that you can say beforehand uh, if you you know need to say, say prayers to get yourself in a meditative mindset. But otherwise, I will throw up a static image on screen so there won't be anything to look at. You just concentrate on listening and meditating on the passion. So here we here we go. So day 20 of our meditations, day 23 of this series overall, Jesus carries his cross to Mount Calvary. Meditation. No sooner is Jesus Christ condemned to death than he is delivered up to the Jews to be crucified. A cross is hastily prepared in place on the shoulders of our blessed Lord, who issues forth from Jerusalem, bearing that heavy burden on the road to Calvary. Consider, number one, the manner in which Jesus accepts his cross. The soldiers, before placing the cross upon the shoulders of Jesus, tear off the ragged purple mantle which he has worn until then, and put him, put on him his own clothes again, that he may be more easily recognized by all beholders. Thus are the wounds of Jesus reopened, and the suffering and agony he endures are great in proportion to the length of time during which the mantle has adhered to his open wounds. Can we meditate upon this point of the passion without pitying our most afflicted Redeemer, who suffers with such admirable patience and humility? For his greater torment, the crown of thorns is left upon his head. And oh, what a continual source of suffering is this crown to him! The pressure of the cross against his sacred head, every movement he makes and every step he takes, inflict the most acute torture upon him. And yet Jesus utters not one word of complaint, but wears this painful crown even to his last breath. Be ashamed of your delicacy and unwillingness to endure the slightest trial, all things being thus arranged. And Jesus clothed in his seamless garment, the long and heavy cross upon which he is, he is to be nailed is presented to him. Jesus lifts his eyes and beholds it. And as it has ever been the object 
of his most loving desires, he embraces and tenderly presses it to his bosom. Then, exhausted as he is, suffering, weak from loss of blood, and in, in a condition more nearly resembling death than life, places it upon his trembling, bleeding shoulders. Learn, O my soul, in what manner thou shouldst accept whatever God sends thee. It may be a heavy cross that he sends thee, but remember that it is opposed upon thee by God himself. Thou wilt never be called upon to suffer as much as Jesus, and unless thou bearest thy cross after him, thou wilt never partake of his glory. Consider number two, the ignominious manner in which Jesus comes forth from the praetorium. The Jews hastened to conduct Jesus to death, and in order to satisfy their hatred against the innocent Savior of the world, they determined that he shall die in the company of malefactors, and thus be supposed to be equal to them in guilt. They therefore immediately bring forward two condemned robbers, and having placed Jesus between them, set forward in procession towards Mount Calvary. The people hearing the cries of joy and loud acclamations of the soldiers, hastened from all sides to behold the mournful spectacle. Jesus comes forth from the praetorium, between the two thieves who are his companions in punishment, bound with cords, his sacred face defiled with blood and spittle, his head crowned with thorns, and his adorable form bending beneath the heavy weight of the cross, which he is bearing with difficulty upon his shoulders. With what confusion must Jesus have been overwhelmed at being seen by everyone in so disgraceful a position? How indescribably painful for him, to whom sin is infinitely odious, to be exhibited to all Jerusalem in the character of a criminal about to suffer the penalty of his crimes. Yet he carries his cross. It submits the, to the disgrace with, with so much patience and humility, with such meekness and mildness that any hearts but those of the hardened Jews would have been touched with compassion. Jesus, in taking up his cross, has at the same time taken upon himself all of our sins, and it is to make satisfaction for them that he now willingly embraces this humiliation and joyfully bears the heavy cross of the wood on which he is to sacrifice his life. Is it not just that you, who are guilty of so many faults, by which you have immeasurably increased the weight of the cross of Christ and inflicted so much suffering upon him, should now humbly and submissively bear the cross of penance and of obedience to the divine commands? All the streets of the city through which Jesus passes are crowded with people. Everyone watches and takes pleasure in deriding and insulting him and his sufferings. All blaspheme him in the most derisive and disgraceful terms, and there is none to none to console, comfort, or assist him. Approach, my soul, approach thy afflicted Redeemer, and by the light of faith recognize in that man who has thus become the scorn of the people, thy Savior, thy Father, and thy God, bearing in his own person the penalty due to thy crimes. Shed tears of contrition at his feet, and beware of increasing the weight of his cross and inflicting new sorrow upon his tender heart by committing sin afresh. Consider number three, the unspeakable agony he suffers during this, his last journey. Jesus, being much weakened by all the blood he has shed, 
is forced to exert the whole of his remaining strength to support the weight of the cross, and every step he takes adds to his sufferings. He thus ascends the mount, sinking with fatigue, exhausted, and covered with wounds, but no one expresses any compassion for him. He advances with the utmost difficulty, bearing on his weak and wounded shoulders that heavy cross, which overpowers him by its weight and reopens all his wounds, so that the traces of his passion, passage are marked in blood. Oh, what exquisite torture does our sweet Jesus now endure! Your unworthy pleasures and the steps you have taken in the paths of iniquity are the causes of all his sufferings. The executioners strike and force him onward with cruel blows. The strength of Jesus falls, fails at length entirely and overpowered by excessive suffering and fatigue. He sinks beneath the heavy weight of the cross. My soul, attentive, attentively contemplate thy Savior falling beneath his cross and acknowledge the enormity of thy sins. None but a man-god could bear their weight. And even he is overwhelmed with the horror and deformity of so hateful a burden. If thou hadst not sin, the weight borne by Jesus would have been less overpowering. The weight of our sins inflicts more suffering upon him than his heavy cross. Compassionate thy Lord thus oppressed with sorrow on account of thy sins. Jesus, having risen from the ground, feels his strength completely failing and that he can do no more. And yet, he must proceed onward to Mount Calvary. His love for us and desire to die for our salvation infuse vigor into that body now nearly drained of the last drop of blood. He is sighing for that moment in which he is to offer himself as a sacrifice to the honor of his Father and for the redemption of his brethren. O oh, most sweet Jesus, such then is thy love for me, and shall I still remain insensible and ungrateful to thee? The Fruit There are crosses to be found everywhere, even upon the throne. Seek not to remove or avoid them, and bear them not unwillingly, but on the contrary, endeavor to render them meritorious. The cross alone conducts to heaven and there is no saint who has not loved it. Therefore, when an affliction or a trial befall you, never fail to return God thanks, and let it be your study then to practice the virtues of humility, patience, and resignation, in imitation of Jesus bearing his cross. Are you desirous of carrying your cross with ease? Carry it in the company of Jesus Christ. Example There is no devotion dearer to the lovers of Jesus, suffering, than the, that commonly called the Via Crucis, the way of the cross. The servant of God, Sister Mary Minima, of Jesus of Nazareth, used to make the way of the cross, if possible, every day, shedding floods of tears and deeply bewailing the sufferings of her Lord whom she accompanied in spirit through the whole of his painful journey to Mount Calvary. One day, as she was performing this devotion and meditating upon Jesus bearing his cross, she heard him say to her, Look upon me. Assist me. 
love me. From which circumstance her heart became inflamed with the most eager desire to relie relieve Jesus in his excessive sufferings. Do you also perform this devotion in a spirit of loving compassion for your suffering, Lord? And that is it for the meditation today. Meditating on the Passion is always a, a good way to start the week on a Monday, so I hope this helps you start your own week and kind of gets us back to um, a Lenten mindset after uh, after Latare Sunday, which was yesterday, if you're watching this on the day it comes out. Uh, today, March 20th, is also the transferred uh, feast of St. Joseph, spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, so make sure you you pray to St. Joseph today. But uh, like I said, a good day to get back to our, our Lenten practices and our Lenten mindset. Tomorrow, let's see here, tomorrow will be, the meditation will be the meeting between Jesus and his Blessed Mother. And we will continue... Uh, continue to go from there. We have after tomorrow. Let's see here. Tomorrow is the 21st meditation, uh, which means after tomorrow we'll have 10 more days of meditation on, on Jesus and the Passion. And then we will have three days following that um, on, the, on the sorrows of Mary. And then... There's some other stuff at the end of the book that we'll go through to try to finish off Lent. So we'll try to stretch the book throughout all of Lent, but there is only 31 days of actual meditation on the Passion, and then the rest is is some extra stuff. So we'll do our best to stretch it. Hopefully we can make it through all of Lent. But anyways, thank you for joining me today. Um Tomorrow we continue with the meeting between Jesus and his Blessed Mother. Hope you have a great day. Um, thank you for watching, and God bless. Mm -hmm.